Go ahead. Uh, if a guru pays attention to liars, all his advice is to be wicked. Now, isn't that exactly where we are right now? See how relevant God's word is? That's exactly what this country is going through right now. Okay? The Prime Minister got up the other day and said, you know, pastor in the world could give him a passport to heaven. Okay, remember him saying that? He said what? No pastor in the world could give him a passport to heaven. So he know what he's doing. And he know God don't have a problem with the decisions that he's making. He said that. Okay? His deputy came up uh, uh, behind him uh, at another point and said that the pastors are concerned about the gambling issue because the money ain't going in the collection plate, it's going to the web shops. And so that's why the pastors, the Christian council, they say, he said, is that's why the Christian council have all this issue going on with the gambling issue and the bill that they're doing. So you can see the kind of situation that our leaders are in. All right, and this word, this verse right here is talking about that that whole scenario. Okay, that's where we are today. But, but, but it comes right back that leaders really should be Christians because a man that is natural, tell me go with that. Yes, it's not right. until you really know it's all about God. Mm -hmm. So we need to realize that the devil is on this. That's right. As a Christian, you have to be the one be praying and standing for him. That's right. That's right. That's why we need to pray for Christian leaders to take hold of the the the, the, the realms of the country. We don't have Christian leaders. You and you see the mess that we are now. It's because we don't have leaders, principled leaders. Okay, there are there are, there there is there are people who are in government today who are believers. But they're not standing for the principles that they believe. They're following the crowd. You know, they were talking about who uh, who voted for VAD the other day. And uh, and they were saying that there were some people who were missing, who didn't vote. Okay? And there were some people who had strong principles and they voiced those principles before. But when it came to the issue of voting on the gambling issue or the, the, the VAD issue and how it would oppress people, they said nothing. Okay? And so this voice is very relevant to what we are going through in our country today. The idea here is that if a leader wants to be spoiled, thrilled, and reassured by pleasing news instead of the truth, then he will be treated just that way by all his advisors. And that's exactly what's happening right now with the Prime Minister. He's being spoiled, thrilled, and reassured by what he wants to hear instead of what he needs to hear. Okay, His advisors are not telling him what he needs to hear. And that is what the people are saying. As those fellow said yesterday, the people spoke. The people voted. The people said no to gambling. And he said he will abide by what the people's decision was. So now his integrity is now in question. Now people are saying you can't trust him because he doesn't keep his word. He got before the whole nation and says whatever the people said, I will do. And then he comes right behind the other day uh, on the news that a lot of the prominent women in the country saying that they should delay the referendum. And he used the statement, I will do what the people say. Didn't we hear that before? He said, my thing is, I will do what the people want. But we've been down that road, haven't we? Mm -hmm. And he said that before. He didn't do it. So what makes you think he's going to do it now? Okay? And so his advisors are telling him what he wants to hear. Not what he needs to hear. 
And so they are flattering him with lies. And that's what the saying, that's what, that's what this verse is, is, is telling us here. Leaders are flattered by lies and they're falling for it. That's the state that we're in today. So we see how relevant uh, the Word of God is. Even though it was written so many, many years ago, we are actually living what this verse is saying today in our country. And we're going to see some other things that are just as relevant. Okay, I heard somebody on the news the other day, on one of the talk shows the other day, when they was talking about the, what the Bible says about women uh, uh, being pastors and women, and this fellow said that the, the talk show said the Bible is not relevant today. Yeah, he said that that that, that what the Bible says re, re, uh, relate to how people used to live back then. That that don't that don't have nothing to do with what we're doing today. And so that's what we hear going on in our work. But we see how relevant this particular verse is for today. The Bible is very relevant in our day and time. And it will continue to be so. That's why the Bible, the Word of God tells us that the Word of God is living and powerful and sharper than a two-edged sword. The Word is alive. It's not... Exactly. Exactly. That's the crux of the matter. That's right. And uh, don't don't fall for the prime minister quoting scripture. That don't mean anything. The devil quotes scripture yeah, too. Yeah. Remember? Yeah, yes. Remember when Jesus was tempted in the wilderness? Mm -hmm. Everything the devil did was the quoting scripture. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Jesus came right back and quoted scripture. So don't fall for the prime minister quoting scripture all the time. Yeah. That don't mean anything. His actions speak louder than his words. And that's the way it always is. Your actions will always speak louder than your words. Don't forget in the um, article by the election when he made the statement that you can ask the leader of the opposition, you can ask whoever you want, you can even ask God, but you got to come back to me. There you go. <laughs> there you go. That doesn't now, if he was living in, in the Bible times, God would have turned him into a big pile of worms. <laughs> Remember what happened to Nebuchadnezzar when he took all the glory himself? Okay. Yes. He was, on, he was on grass for, for seven years. His day will come. That's right. Oh yeah, it's coming. It's coming. What they say, every dog has his day? Yeah. <laughs> but see, when people are in power and positions of power and that go to their head, they don't think about that. No. They don't think about the consequences. They don't think about the one who's actually in control of everything and who put them where they are. Exactly. And that's the madness that we see going on now. They need to read First Chronicles 29, 10 through 14. When it says, it is in your power and your might, you set up and you tear down. Exactly. You can do it and just... But see, it's amazing how these guys think though. When they want to get there, they're always in church praying. Promising the world. Promising the world. Asking God to do this and calling on God. When God put them there, they forget about God. Okay? But that's the way of the world, that's the way the devil puts people up and, and, and sets them down. Verse 13. The poor man and the oppressor have this in common. The Lord gives light to the eyes of both. Okay. And that is true, absolutely true. While the poor and the oppressor in our society may have a great gulf, there may be a great spasm separating them. They all have one thing in common. God gives both of them the ability to see. And God gives them the ability to see exactly what's going on. Verse 14. If a king judges the poor fairly, his throne will last forever. 
Here we go again. <laughs> Do you think the Prime Minister think it has? Because as, as Pastor Woodfield, uh, um, one of the pastors said the other day, his constituency is the poorest in the country. And I was listening to Lyle uh, when he was, he was on the talk show the other day, and he was saying that only two out of the 38 constituencies that voted in the Galilee referendum, only two voted yes. The Prime Minister constituency and Bernard Nardis constituency. Mm. The two poorest constituencies in the country voted yes. All of the other constituencies voted no. Now doesn't that send a clear message? Clear message. And it says here, if a king judges the poor fairly, do you think the government is judging the poor fairly in this whole issue of gambling? They know that this thing, this, this gambling issue of people in a stranglehold, of poor people in a stranglehold, because it is, it's all it's doing is giving them false hope. They figured, boy, you know, just I get one more, one more spin, and I, I could, I could hit it big. And that's what everybody thinks about gambling. You know, no matter how much they lose, they say, boy, one more chance, and I think I'm, I'm going to get it. I had a dream last night, and boy, you know, I saw something. I don't know how many of you saw it on Facebook, but there was this thing. Uh, I don't know who recorded this. All right, I can't believe this woman would actually do this herself. But um, there was this woman on Facebook. She was talking to this other friend, say, uh, she said to the friend, um, are you going to Island Luck today? <laughs> say, boy, I got, I, I had this dream, we gotta go to Island Luck today, when you won't go? And then, uh, while she was on the phone, another call came. And she said, child, hold on. And she switched, and she, um, picked up. And, uh, the person was, it sounded like the person was from her daughter's school. And she listened, she said, said, oh lord, pinky in trouble again? <laughs> And uh, said, oh, so you want me to come to, to, to school today? Oh, you know, I got a doctor's appointment. Uh, I don't know a doctor's appointment. Okay, I got a, oh, I have a doctor's, and she sounded so sincere. Say, uh, tomorrow? Oh, yeah, okay, tomorrow. Okay. And then she switched the phone back to the boy she was talking to before. She said, my child, I ain't gonna let nobody stop me from going to, to, to the Island Lock to get my number. <laughs> nothing gonna stop me. They always try to stop me from going to Island Lock, but they ain't gonna stop me this time. Ain't nothing gonna stop me. Child, I got my number and I go in. You ready? That's what's going on. She she can Now, I don't know who recorded that, right? But it was on Facebook. All right? It was on Facebook. Many stories like that. When the man comes from, and he comes in from Exomon, let's say once every three months, he has a, he knows the people who work to the bank because that's been his money, that's been his house's mortgage. Mm -hmm. So he sees the woman and says, Well, you know, we're going to have a foreclosure on your house. <laughs> say, What the hell are you talking about? 
I send my check here and so forth and so on. He said, yeah, you do. But your wife is taking money and takes it to the number place. And a lot of the houses now in Long Island is going to foreclosure mm. or even the fact that the women in Long Island is gamblers. And you can go in Long Island and have a choice of whatever home you want. Through the same thing. And I believe in that divorces now started to go like wildfire in Long Island because the guys is working the homes have been destroyed. That happened in all over this country. Yeah. yeah. All over the country. You look in the newspaper, you see those pages and pages of foreclosed homes. Mm -hmm. A lot of them are because of that same situation. Mm -hmm. There was a woman who was working hard, making good money, and her husband was taking the money and going to gamble with it. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, the people call her and tell her, you know, your, your house being foreclosed. And she, how come? I've been paying, paying, you know. And it's happening all over the country. But in this case, women... You know, and it's not like the leaders of the country don't know. Okay? But yet still, they're going to pass a law that's going to put a, a further stranglehold on the people of this country. Okay? God could, could do it worse. That's right. See, that's a compound. That's, com that's going to compound the issue. That's going to compound the issue. Right. You know, um, it's It's amazing. It's amazing. You know, and you put these people in power to do good for the country. And this is what you get. Okay. So the poor, the leader who judges the poor fairly is thrown and lasts forever. Okay. People are already calling for elections. So you know what that means, right? Okay. God is particularly interested in how a leader treats the poor. God has a special interest and how the leader treats the poor. And as we've gone through these Proverbs, you will notice God's attitude and His posture with regards to the poor. The Proverbs says, those who lend to the poor, those who give to the poor, lends to the Lord. And over and over and over again, we see in no unmistaken terms, God's posture, God's position, and His interest in the poor. He promises that His throne will last forever if he judges with kindness and without prejudice. Jesus is actually the only leader who can do so. Okay, so what the point is, you really can't count on the leaders of, the, of, the, of our world, really, to do what only God can do. And we see that happening now, today, in our country. Now we can stop there, because time is gone. Um, but I believe we get the, the, the message, we get the point of uh, what God wants us to wrap our, our minds around today because everything that we read today is, is actually happening right now in our country in living color what they call it real time it's happening real not delayed it's real time and so it, it, it means that we need to really sober up we need to lay hold of the throne of grace and stay there until we see God doing what only He can do. Amen? Amen.